0: Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or a real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you successfully sued a corporation only to have the principal claim it had no assets. What did you do? Dennis, we showed after the judgment there was
1: a pattern of the principal taking money out of the corporation for his own personal purposes.
0: And the outcome?
1: After examining and documenting the corporation bank statements, we showed a pattern where the principal was using the corporation as his own personal piggy bank. We were able to show that he personally had a lot of money and should be the real defendant. He thought he could get away with everything by hiding behind the skirts of the corporation,
0: but now he's personally liable. I'll say, another success. I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie & Seltzer. 866-575-8111. And now, listen to The Barack Lurie Show Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on AM870, The Answer.
1: Brucklery, and this is the Brucklery podcast. With me, my good friend and producer Ari David. Always a pleasure. Uh, So we have we spoke a lot about the Iranian deal recently, of course, and there is, of course, other news going on. But isn't it interesting how how connected the Iranian deal is? Because, among other things, it is a major issue within the presidential campaign. And. Uh, we talked a lot on my Sunday show about it, and what was interesting about that is how, how much the phone lines lit up with that particular issue. Now, I'd like to say that's because uh, our, our show is, is gaining in popularity so much, and, and it is gaining, but not that ex- explosively. <laughs> we are uh, really doing very well on the Sunday show, and there's the, I think we, we have probably among the greatest listenerships uh, in Los Angeles over a weekend um, out there. I'm really proud of that. But at the same time, it's very gradual, and it would not explain the explosion of calls that we got. And I think we got it because people really want to chime in about this. They are really, really frustrated. This is a major issue for them. They, I think they understand that this is a fulcrum moment in history. Just like Watergate was a fulcrum moment in history, we didn't necessarily know it at the time, right? A lot of stuff was happening. There's Nixon. He was resigning. Oh, yeah, that's that's a very rare moment. But we didn't understand from a cultural, historical, and political point of view that everything was going to change going forward. You know, it was was hard to predict. But now we know in hindsight that Watergate was a fulcrum or watershed moment, if you like. I think that this Iranian deal is exactly the same kind of moment. It's the moment where uh, things change will have changed so dramatically in the Middle East as a result of our fecklen- fecklessness, uh, fecklessness. Our, yeah, our weakness, our um, naivete, if you want to even say that, or in, in, the, in the worst degree possible, that Obama himself uh, wanted this all to happen. And I know that you're of that uh, persuasion, and I'm, I'm, I have to say, like I said on my show uh, yesterday, that uh, that it's very much... In line uh, with a lot of other people thinking the same way, so it's a fulcrum moment, and and I think we, it was worth talking so much about it. Now that we have the disastrous deal in place, well then, by golly, now let's understand what it means from a historical perspective. Okay, um, who, as it relates to the, to the presidential race, um, race, the Republicans are of course talking about this. Every person. On the Republican side Including Carly Fiorina Who's the only woman on the Republican side Has chimed in to say What a disaster this Iranian proposal is Right, And they're right you know, Of course I'm going to say that they're right Because I also believe it's, it's a disaster But they've all chimed in You know what's also interesting Ari I, I, you know, I get a lot of emails from my favorite uh, Pro-Jewish, pro-Israel groups I know that you do too and among them are Jewish National Fund, uh, on which I serve on the board, uh, Stand With Us, on which I also serve on the board, um, it, there's the Jewish Federation, uh, which I'm involved with loosely, but nevertheless, um, and th- many other organizations, RJC, of course. But APAC is against this, APAC, and very vehemently against this Iranian deal. Now, I don't know about you, Ari, one of my misgivings about AIPAC is that, and I understand they always have to do dance the dance, I get that, because they're a lobby, they're not a charity organization like the other ones we just mentioned. But AIPAC has always been very good about dancing the dance and claiming that, for example, whoever the sitting president is, that despite our differences, we know that President X is always behind Israel, and that there's no daylight between our two countries. Ari, this is the first time I saw APEC attack the presidential policy. Not necessarily the man. They didn't have to attack the man. They attacked the policy. And that, to my mind, has never happened since the birth of APEC. Now, I could be wrong. I just don't know of any example. Certainly not in the past 20, 30 years. I'd like to see it.
2: I can only think of one that may have happened, which is when APAC attacked um, H.W. Bush uh, during the uh, first Gulf War when the Scud missiles were being launched at Israel, and he told Israel, stay on the sidelines, or else our precious coalition may fall apart. I think that's the only other time.
1: Yeah, AIPAC, that was an actual war. Yeah, that was an that a- actual thing. war. That was a strategic decision as opposed... To, it's a military operation decision, but APAC didn't actually... Uh, express its frustration with uh, it. Didn't disagree with H. W. and say this is a disastrous policy. It's, it's very different. It's one thing to say, "Look, you know, um, you know, we hope that you protect Israel. I hope you. We hope that you understand that Israel needs protection, and that you've got Israel's back in this Gulf War situation." That's fine. They can say that, and we know that you do, George H. W. That you have that. This is different. This is where the presidential treaty, his, the very endeavor itself, the whole thing, the equivalent of, of, of that would be to, to be against the war altogether, right? Not just a strategic military decision in between. And APAC is directly counter to this. So I'm pleased about that. It makes me have more respect for AIPAC because you can't polish this turd. You can't possibly say this is, this is appropriate for Israel, right? That somehow this is going to strengthen Israel. AIPAC knows, and every other pro-Jewish, pro-Israel group knows. And I and I admire AIPAC for understanding this. Um, this is a devastating blow to the security of Israel, and they and they took a chance because they're not actually supposed to be taking positions like this to protect its uh, lobby status and everything else. But it's doing it. Let's see where it takes us. Um, so. I bring this all up because the Republicans, have all, stand firm on this. The the pro-Israel, pro-Jewish groups are all on the same side on this, which is not very common, by the way. The exception, of course, and I I don't think it's an exception, is J Street. J Street is pro-Jewish or pro-Israel like Um, North Korea is is pro-South Korea.
2: Or like termites are pro-your house standing up.
1: Yeah. It's just... It's such a, 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 a charade. J Street pretends; it, it actually seeks out to destroy Israel, while all the while, all the while saying that it's protecting Israel. Yeah, they're the
2: street.
1: Yeah, the the Arab propagandists couldn't do a better job, and the reason why is because they can't claim to be Jewish. The, the J Street does the, the worst damage for Israel because, precisely, because they themselves are Jews or at least so they claim. So it's uh, it's a bad bad thing altogether. So it's really not an exception. The, the truly pro-Israel groups out there are all against this deal. All right, now I want to talk about Donald Trump. Now, I, th- I see Donald Trump as a sideshow to an extent. I, I know that the Democrats love talking about him because they think it's so funny and so amusing that this man with the kind of bizarre hair and... and uh, kind of halitosis of the, uh, of the brain, you know, goes out there and says these crazy things and they're, they're just amused to death. They're also amused, by the way, about how many Republicans there are because they never ask the question, why are there so many Republicans out there? And I'll tell you why. Because each one of them thinks that they have a very good shot at winning the nomination. And, That's and the why. presidency. And the presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. And uh, likewise, even even with Donald Trump, I I don't think that he thinks necessarily he would win the presidency, but he certainly has been a great mouthpiece for uh, the the issues, in particular, terrorism and immigration. So while I say that he's a sideshow, it is interesting because... I don't want to go where the, the Democrats always go, which is, oh, look at the way he said this phrase. And isn't this, he said that uh, all Mexicans rape, you know, uh, as soon as they cross the border. And so they, they glom onto that. But I, you and I know that's not what he meant. It's all garbage. Uh, choices of words and all that stuff. We're not going to tiptoe around that. The fact that he's talking about immigration is what matters. That, that he says, look, we've got to build a fence. Period. End of story. That's the first order of business, done, and then we can start talking about uh, all the other, you know, uh, issues about how to be nicer to our the people who are already here and what sort of steps we can take to naturalize them. Fine. And people resonate to that. They they are glad that he's talking about this issue, as opposed to all the other Republicans who are dancing around the issue, who constantly say, "Well, we got to." We got to be nice, and we got to deal with this. And the 12 men—they're—they're they're so worried about how the Democrats might spin whatever they might say. So they have to talk about compassion. They have to talk about uh, what's a comprehensive immigration reform—is the phrase, right? Whatever that means. What does it mean, right? I don't know. No, nobody knows.
2: Oh, I know what it means. It means do whatever Obama wants. Right. Right.
1: Right. And 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 even if they were to take the helm as a Republican. You know they're they're going to have to deal with the fact that you know this this is not 12 people who have illegally crossed the border. This is not 1,200 or 12,000. It's 12 million. No, more like 40 million. Okay, actually. could yeah. I, I hear 14 million? But maybe it's 40. Okay, it's a huge number. It's a, it's a huge yeah. number, and it's it's a reality, and um, and it also is a demographic group that that of course connects with other demographic groups and. And also, a lot of them might be voting or that there's a threat of illegal voting and such, especially if you have no ideas. So that, that's, that's obvious, right? So there you have it. They have to dance around these issues. But not so with Donald Trump. And what Donald Trump is showing the rest of the Republican candidates is I, I'm, I'm showing you where the issues really are. Okay? He's like the yes. guy that exactly. – yes. So he's like the guy that's going through the, uh, the jungles, you know, the, the hot, humid, steamy jungles that are all cluttered, and he's hacking away with machete, and he's creating the trail. Follow me, he says. This is where we need to go. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you. <laughs> now I know where to go, because there ain't no other way to go. This, he knows the way.
2: That's an interesting point you made That's uh, that is so amplified by this fact. He just filed his net worth. He is worth $10 billion. There's never been a president or a presidential candidate with that kind of financial resources. So he doesn't have to be beholden to donors. It's it's actually what so many Americans who have always lamented the influence of money in politics have wanted, a guy who can actually say what he really believes. Yeah. And, of course, the left turns around and poo it because they don't want to actually hear what anyone believes. That's so true. That's right really true. But isn't it amazing what happens when someone is div- able to divorce money from politics?
1: Yeah, you actually get some truth coming out of there. Um, and, and you know, but don't, don't worry, Ari, because if you say that Trump is doing some good for the issues, then they won't talk about that whatsoever. They'll they'll instead accuse you of supporting what Trump has saying and and that all the the, the misuse of words, you know, the accidental misuse of words that he does um, and that he's becoming a joke and and all this stuff. So suddenly you're a supporter of a craziness. Never mind of course that when it comes to the left, the fact that they don't they don't uh, attack Gosnell, for example, that that monster, the murderer, the greatest serial murderer in American history. They don't talk about him. Oh, c- can we presume that you support him?
2: Or Dr. Frankenstein and the Cthulhu from last week with the, the organ harvesting. Yes. Yes. Of course, yeah. nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, that's that. not crazy. No. But no. Trump,
1: <laughs> yeah. not speaking
2: in politics, news speak, that's crazy.
1: And, and never mind all the crazy stuff that Deborah Wasserman Schultz has said. Never mind the craziness that Maxine Waters has said and... and uh, uh, Pelosi. Pelosi. Oh, well, Pelosi. I think that's what a great—I should have started off with that. Um, yeah, and, and, of course, the vice president, Biden. And Harry Reid. All uh, those lies about Romney's tax returns and not oh, yeah, paying of course. taxes. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and the crazy choices of words that they say. Well, supposedly you support them. Uh, look, th- this is too obvious, right? Because they, they, they only think that the, the gaffes come from the right somehow. And when the the left says it, well, then it's just a it's just a bump. It's no big deal. When we say when we pointed out the 57 states comment that Obama had made, um, they say, well, that's just obviously just a mistake. You know, he he just he was tired that day. They have great excuses for him, but when it comes to um, uh, Trump, no such excuses may may fly. All right. So this is this is where we go. Right. Trump is. Uh, helpful in order to spot the issues, and that is a big issue that 's not a sideshow so i 'm not talking about the sideshows i 'm not talking about the choices of words that are not ideal for the Democrats who feel that everything has to be nuanced just so and, and you know what it wouldn 't matter how Trump would say it all right he he would he could say in the most loving way possible, and then they would decide that what he really meant was something else.
2: Remember with Romney, binders full of women? Yes. Oh, he wants to put them in binders. Yeah. Binders. Oh, good point. That, and Mitt, Rom- Mitt Romney, no candidate in, in Republican history, in my opinion, have, had ever spoken so carefully to thread the perfect needle of political correctness like Romney. And we saw where that got him.
1: Yes, you're 100% right. Yeah, 100% right. It's uh,
2: just because you forgot to say binders full of women's resumes. <laughs> you know. It's just just
1: exquisitely stupid. I, right. It's just <laughs> to 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 think about this issue in any other way is just so beyond me. I, uh, you know, you, you, they're going to they're going to I guess the whole point is they're going to ream you regardless of what you actually do say. So you might as well be yourself. Yeah,
2: that's okay, always okay. been my point. When I ran in 2010, that was my exact point. People would say, but, but Ari, you have this pass. I went, so? Right. I'm going to be able to say the truth. When people at an Iran rally came up to me and said, what would you do about Ahmadinejad? I said, bombed Iran. Right. And, and my advisor says, you can't say that. <laughs> the next day I show up at another pro-Iran freedom <laughs> rally, and people are coming to me because they saw me say that on television. Thank you for saying the truth. Right. Thank you. That's what's happening with Trump.
1: Right. right. It is, uh, it is what's happening with Trump. And uh, there's some, it, it's this courage that, that I think that people are uh, really resonating to. Now, again, ar- the, the left will argue what are you talking about, courage, Brock? This is, that's craziness. This is just stupidity. Oh, really? Let me, let me get this straight. Trump, who's arguably one of the wealthiest men in, in the entire world, he knows something about business. He knows about what works, not just from an economic point of view, but from a strategic point of view. I, I, I value his opinion. Okay, you can't get that far, uh, having made uh, impetuous remarks over and over again. Okay, so clearly, maybe the impetuous remarks are not as impetuous as you like to think that they are.
2: Yeah, someone's been doing business with him.
1: So, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. He's doing just fine. Thank you very much. And uh, as you know, he obviously is a well-reasoned man from a business standpoint, and I think he would actually be a very good president. Not that I'm advocating for him right now, but. I appreciate and respect the fact that he sticks to his guns. He points out the main issues, which are immigration and um, national security. security. It's it's not as if he's going out there and saying, you know, we need to send, uh, you know, revamp our NASA so that we send a a mission to Jupiter, right? And and that's all he's talking about. Then you could say he's nuts. But instead, he talks about issues that are true, and they're real, and they are significant, and they are immediately significant, So, all right, let me... uh,
2: Well, can I make one quick point that I think is relevant about this? Imagine if Hillary Clinton, with all of her uh, poll position lead in the Democrat field, regardless of what her political philosophy was, spoke with the forthright and a tone and conviction of Donald Trump about whatever issue she believed in, to the point where when you heard her speak, whether it was intemperately tonal or not, people at least... Could tell in their hearts that she was speaking straight to them. What kind of lead would she have right now?
1: Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's there's, there's no way. No, that's a very good point, Ari. I also like your uh, your comparison to Romney. Look look what it gets us. You know, it's um, he, he gets us was, killed gets, every time. Yeah. We we play by their rules. We 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 self censor as a as a result. And we got killed. Not killed, maybe, but, but it was no, a... electorally killed. We get yeah. defeated. We
2: lose the game. Yeah.
1: Uh, people respect somebody who respects himself and says, I don't care what you say. You know, you want to play this game? We can play this all day long, but we need to deal with the real issues. Stop. Let's not rearrange uh, decks on the Titanic. Deck chairs. Deck chairs, right. Yeah, here you are, you know. <laughs> Tripping over my words, he said, "Decks and not deck chairs." Oh, oh, (laughs) I I didn't even know. How dare you insult
2: the deck? Why do decks need rearranging? What did the deck ever do to you? So
1: stupid, (laughs) not only that, but it's so stupid of you. Doesn't he understand that you can't rearrange a deck? No, you, you reseal a deck, you refinish a deck That's right. You sand a deck, you varnish a deck <laughs> This Thursday on MSNBC We'll talk about Barack Lurie's comments about decks What does he have against decks?
2: <laughs> Is Barack Lurie a racist for what he has against decks? You decide, right. we'll
1: tell you what to think And you know those decks were actually built by African Americans at the time And uh, clearly he was implying that not all lives Not all black lives matter <laughs> a result of that. Hi. Melissa, and that will be followed up at 10 o'clock on Melissa, MSNBC. Melissa
2: Harris-Perry is now going to do a comparison and contrast between blonde wood decks versus mahogany wood decks in a series of microaggressions created by white varnish privilege. All right. <laughs> but that's how they work.
1: Yes, yes. I, I, I think we're going too far with this. <laughs> Not that we, we're not used to going too far, but that we've gone too far yet again. How right, about that? and meanwhile, I, I told you this offline,
2: the, at the Netroots conference this week, speaking of the, a clown show, the Democrat Party had its own candidate forum that was attended by Martin O'Malley and Bernie Sanders. And Martin O'Malley was, was shouted down while trying to speak because protesters had a problem with the fact that in speeches he had said that all lives matter oh yes, yes. And and we're supposed to think that the, the the relatively benign things that Trump says are controversial their party isn't is controlled by such a, a a lunatic voting base that you can't even say all lives matter and have your candidate be viewed as legitimate without being having protests against
1: yes you're right you're hundred percent right it's it's a uh... As we say in uh, in Judaism, it's a shanda, <laughs> as they say. All lives ma- matter. I mean, it's, it's, the self-destruction of the Democratic Party will be evident at some point when they start pointing to each other because they have to cannibalize each other. Uh, a terrifying thing for them. I don't know why they would want that, but there you have it. But it's inevitable. Look, okay, now I want to turn a little bit because it's related to the whole notion of uh, Trump and other things. It's, it dawns upon me that... Um, the, take, take the example Of the confederate flag right? this, this insults a lot of people okay? It's all about insulting in your feelings right? Never mind that it has really nothing to do with anything We can argue very easily That the confederate flag was not the reason Why this jackass killed This monster I should say Killed these nine innocent people in a church
2: okay? And the confederate flag The flag itself did not pull the trigger By the gun, drive to the a- church Absolutely right
1: yeah. line right but but they decide to get insulted by it and it's a very emotional they feel like by somehow getting rid of the confederate flag this will resolve the problem with a capital p okay this is it's childish thinking right i mean of course it won't uh, if if that were the case then you would expect that uh, every time uh, the, the confederate flag was was on the you know the Dukes of Hazard or whatever it is uh, that that people would be going out and saying yeah let's let's you know, let's be racist. Let's have yeah, some fun. That lynchings
2: would happen every Friday night, 9 to 10 p.m. East Coast time and Pacific, yeah. every time the Dukes of Hazzard was aired between 1978 and 1983.
1: You would think. But uh, obviously it doesn't happen. And it's not as if it's like a secret code or what do they call it, a dog whistle, to, to go out and do terrible things. What, what I love about it is that, and, and Ben Shapiro brought this up recently, they decided, they meaning the left, the far left, and, 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 of course, the Confederate flag, by the way, is not a conservative issue, okay? But uh, I'll tell you what is, is a conservative issue, not engaging in nonsense, okay? That is conservative, okay? So we can direct all of our national attention to stupidities or to things that really matter. I propose that we direct our national attention to things that really matter. How about that? All right, anyway, so the left will focus on the Confederate flag, why? Because they, they saw a Confederate flag with this idiot who happened to have a Confederate flag in a picture, and they decided, uh-huh, Confederate flag caused him to do these things. They, they've decided for us that this is what prompted him to engage in his murder spree, okay? Now, there's, there's no basis for that. I mean, wh- why not say that the alarm clock that was also in the picture <laughs> that I saw near, his, near the bedstand stand was the thing that prompted him?
2: Well, I, I've been actually blaming Gold's Gym because he had the Gold's Gym shirt on, so apparently the shirt had more effect than the flag because <laughs> he was actually wearing the shirt. Yes,
1: yes, that's right. Oh, Capaldi, <laughs> no, no one thought of that. Yes, yes, Gold's Gym, racist. Anyway, of course, Gold's Gym has nothing to do with anything. Nothing, very few things have anything to do with anything. The guy was a jackass um, racist, and he decided that, uh, that somehow, you know, he's going to, be associated with the Confederate flag—that's that's his business. But he doesn't get the right, uh, and nor do we get the right to decide that. Therefore, all all Confederate flags mean racism. It's just it, the 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 syllogism fails here. You can't say, you know, um, the, the following, uh, or it's it's like saying the, the following: um, Hitler um, loved dogs. Okay, sorry. Let's see, uh, yeah. Yeah, Hitler loved dogs, all dog lovers. Okay, will you not? (laughs) Hitler loved dogs, okay? Um, Hitler was a killer and a racist killer at that. Therefore, all people who love dogs are racist killers. I knew it. Cats, <laughs> <see>? cats go. <laughs> yes, uh, probably not a good example with this guy. <laughs> hey, he'll do anything to support cats. All right. Okay. I... No, but your your your
2: example is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Hitler. Oh, you'll love this one. Hitler was a vegetarian. Yes, exactly. Hitler
1: rounded up and murdered the Jews. Hence, it's those vegetarians who yeah. <laughs> are. Well, look. I agree with you. That would that syllogism would be. But, but I, I will say cor- – I'll correct you. Hitler was not a vegetarian. That's that's just uh, – that rumor got spread like so many Snopes rumor, rumors get spread. Okay,
2: so we're just wishful thinking it's on just
1: my part. It's just wishful yeah. thinking. What, what would happen is he, he loved uh, meat, and in particular pigeon for some reason. I guess they call it squab. And the, the doctor from time to time would tell him, you got to stop lay off the, the squab. <laughs> he <would swap. laughs> and he would tell him, you know, just try to focus more on vegetables for the time being. And then he would go on just vegetables for a couple, a purist diet. And then people would say he's a vegetarian. It's just not true. But again, even if he were a vegetarian, it would mean nothing. So what? You know <laughs> Hitler also uh, you know had a mustache, okay? So therefore all people who have mustaches are killers? I mean it, you get the idea. It's yeah. it's silly. And and this jackass, I think he was blonde, he had blonde hair, right? Or blondish hair. Well, therefore all all blondes are killers. Why not? I just I, I get it. The liberal will say, however, the, the far lefty will say, Come on, Barack and Ari, you know. You know You know what that really is. <laughs> you means. know what I, that <laughs> Confederate flag, come on man, you know that that's associated a lot with the Civil War and the badges of slavery. And so to do this, it, it, it connotes a certain, there's a connection that you can't escape. It's come to mean something, Barak and Ari. And the answer to that is no, it's come to mean something to you. You've decided that it means something, okay? It's, it's just the same way that you simplify all the South to be these yokels uh, who you know all have incest with each other and uh, are all racist and such like that. But you actually go down to the South, and you see that it's nothing of the sort. And by the way, the percentage of black uh, people there is huge compared to what it is in the rest of the United, Nation, uh, United States. How is that? They're the most incompetent uh, uh,
2: eradicators of the inferior races yeah, ever you, you would for think, racists. Yeah, you would think that...
1: Well, let's not use that phrase, eradication. You would think that they, if they were so racist that, that very few blacks would want to live there. That's what I mean. They right. would have moved out if these they would people moved were out. so good at their racism. Yeah. Well, it's another thing. We, we talked about static thinking before a long time ago, right? The, <laughs> the, 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 the left thinks that all the people in the South are the same people who've ever lived there.
2: Right? They just,
1: they, nobody moves in or out. Yeah. Nobody changes jobs. No
2: one dies. No one's born. Yes. It's old Uncle Pappy who escaped the plantation who's 180 <laughs> years old.
1: Still they're, there. They're all there. And then that's why they can say, well, the people who used to be Democrats there are now really Republicans. And it's Is no, it possible people moved in and out of this? I mean, it just, I can't. Is it possible all those California Republicans moved to
2: Texas? <laughs> it's right. A, it, it's just such an absurdity. <laughs>
1: It's, it's really absurd. <laughs> it goes beyond, uh, you know. It, uh, I, anyway, so they, they, they decide to get morally offended. But they never ask the question. This is Ben Shapiro's point. They never ask the question, why is it that this uh, radical Muslim engaged in the, the, the terrible things that he did? The Chattanooga shooting, you're saying. Chattanooga shooting or the Fort Hood shooting or what. You know, you choose the, the, the bastard du jour, okay? Yeah. They never ask. They, you know, here he is. He's sometimes they're holding a Quran. Sometimes they're saying Alu Akbar," right? They never, they, they never say, "Could it be that the Alu Akbar, that the, that his religious fervor is the thing that led to this this killing?" <laughs> that they won't have. Or the but, guy, but, yeah. but, but when a jackass, a maniac like this, this, this kid, I forget his name. I don't. Roof, I think. Yeah, roof. Yeah that that when when he does it well they've decided for you that the thing that caused it is his inherent racism from his love of the Confederate flag that's the thing that caused it you understand yeah,
2: it. and his love of the second amendment because he's a constitutional scholar i tell you constitutional scholar with an obsession about the second amendment so yes. obsessed he decided to use the second amendment to kill some innocent black yes. people yes in it, a it's, church
1: it's, that's, <laughs> I, and and i guess the follow up to all this is about you know, what matters to you, right? They, they feel that, the, the far left that is, that they, they get so insulted by this or that issue. You know, Trump says this. The Confederate flag is an issue. Um, uh, you name it. It's, it's, it's uh, or the Romney example that you said. Binder is full of women. Um,
2: yeah, minor slips of the
1: tongue. Yes, and, and suddenly you have to apologize. You have to explain it. And they get so insulted. And they never think for a moment. That's the amazing thing. Because they've chosen the battleground But they never think for a moment That perhaps the various issues That are important to us Are extremely insulting to us That they are pushing for it Example I find it offensive When people think it's okay to kill babies At at any point of a woman's uh, pregnancy Okay? I find that offensive I'm insulted It hurts me For the sake of all that's holy Literally And also for the sake of the lives that, That are being killed I'm insulted, okay. And in fact, you know what? I think I'm entitled to be more insulted and more wounded and more horrified, even. Yeah, I'll use that word, horrified, than anything that you can say about uh, being upset about uh, the slip up of John, uh, Romney about the 47 percent, or that, uh,
2: or, the Confederate flag. or the
1: Confederate flag. Okay, Confederate flag. Yeah, these things that bother you so much—they're nothing compared to the things that you are offending us about. Gay marriage. That's another example. Here you are foisting upon this and it doesn't dawn on you that it might be horrifying to us, insulting to us. It hurts our feelings that you're trying to destroy our country. Okay? That's the way they look at it. You may, you may be all for gay marriage, but you need to understand, to those who are against it, it's not so much that they, that they take this hardline position and such. They, they are wounded too. It, but that doesn't dawn upon you, does it, my friends on the left? It's all about your feelings that matter.
2: Yeah, I'm offended that Iran's going to get a nuclear bomb, but Americans can't buy guns.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I'm offended that, that they don't respect my individuality. I'm, I'm offended that they take take taxes for me right, to such a high level. I'm offended.
2: I'm okay. offended that they force my kids into terrible government schools. And if I choose to not send my kids to the terrible government school, they take they keep my tax money. Yeah. They don't give
1: it back to me. Right, that thing is not fair. There's a lot of offense that we can take. But particularly the abortion issue, the same-sex marriage issue, that's easy, right? You know, we find it offensive. Donald Trump is offended by the border issue. God bless him for it. That's right. We, We are offended that you think that American culture doesn't mean anything to the point that you don't have to learn English or learn American history. We are offended by that. And it hurts us deeply. But again, all that matters is the far left's feelings about the issue not the far rights, or in fact, the right of any kind. We'll talk about this a little bit more uh, when we get back, but uh, another major issue is coming down the pike. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Why can't they say what they want? Why can't they just say?
0: What wow. you Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you had a case where your client invested $100,000 with her accountant who put her into various fake real estate investments.
1: Yes, the challenge here was that neither the attorney nor the client were really focusing on this case. So what did you do? At the deposition, I had a big stack of documents that I told her I was going to ask her to testify about and made sure she saw those documents and let her know her serious exposure. We settled for the full amount of the payments my client had paid her. We didn't even start the deposition. Litigation is a lot about understanding the psychology of your opposing party and sometimes the opposing counsel.
0: I'll say another success. I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right. Barack Lurie at Lurie & Seltzer. 866-575-8111. And now listen to The Barack Lurie Show Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on AM870, The Answer.
1: Glad we're back. Uh, Thanks for uh, tuning back in. All right, Um, major issues coming up, and I want to talk about uh, that in a moment, but it's about abortion and the recent videos that have come out. Um, But before that, because it dovetails so well into what we're about to talk about, I am very offended by the notion, and it takes a lot to offend me, the, the cavalier approach. that Planned Parenthood, and for that matter, many of the pro-choicers have taken when it comes to abortion. um, The the lack of understanding, the lack of interest in actually absorbing the horrors of abortion is, is unbelievable. Ari, you and I just had a discussion with a friend of ours offline, and we were trying to explain to her that... Uh, the viciousness of what's going on in some crimes and, and how much of a pattern it is and how it increases crime in America, and you wanted to explain about specific kinds of crimes that are happening. And she said, understandably, I don't want to hear about it, right? But the same thing is true, um, but, but, but by, by having people like her saying, I don't want to hear about it, only encourages the crime itself, Right? I mean, really, honestly, Ari, part of the reason why I'm I'm vegan, basically vegan, although I I should say I'm pesca vegan, but the reason why I don't eat meat and don't eat cheese is because, among many other reasons, is that I've learned so much about the beef and dairy industry that I find it shocking, and I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be part of that system anymore. I think it's also healthier for you. That's another story. And I think it's better for the environment if to the extent that you're into that. But the, the cruelty, I just I can't. In order to, to eat the meat, I, I have to kind of turn a blind eye to what I know is happening. And I, I don't want to be that like that. I just don't. But, but here's where I feel the same way about the abortion industry. Uh, I don't turn a blind eye to what's actually going on. And as a consequence, I'm adamantly against it. Um, as I said in my Sunday show, the reason why I became uh, pro-lifer, as it were, is because I feel that the abortion industry makes us all into little monsters, okay? I mean, Dennis Prager once said uh, that the reason, part of the reason why he, has, he hates the tax code, the Byzantine tax code that we have, how ridiculous it is, is that it turns so many of us, into te- you know millions of us, into little tax cheats. And and it shouldn't be that way. People, kind of, you know, taking over, exaggerated expenses or calling something, you know, uh, uh, you know, he's got a good point there. There's this 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 need to uh, to overstate. And the same thing, and in a much more vicious way. I think when we allow abortion and we say, hey, you know, abortion is okay up to a certain point, and whether that's three months or 40 days, I forget exactly what it is. And it, it's shape-shifting all the time. Well, you're, you're a monster if you have the abortion at, let's say, four and a half months. But you're totally fine if you have it two months into it. Okay? that's I don't get that. <laughs> when do you become a monster? Um And my point is that I think it all turns us, it makes us all complicit in monsterism. And I don't want to be part of that. Okay? I just don't like it. So, and I I know so much more about the the business. And now we all know more about the business. How? Because there have been two videos, and I suspect that there will be more that, that surface at the end of the day, revealing... Two women who are leaders in the Planned Parenthood movement Who start talking about how they want to make money off of, well, baby parts uh, Organs, uh, hearts, livers, uh, lungs, and so on And uh, these these, these women speak about babies in a way that you and I might talk about uh, broccoli
2: No, no, cockroaches
1: no, no, but but. It, oh, you mean something useful? Yeah, something something like yeah. Because cockroaches don't offer anything that you could use. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, they talk about broccoli. That, that it's not it's certainly not living by any stretch. It's a it's a thing, you understand. And these are just you know, you you plant uh, some corn in the the field, and well, then come harvest time, yeah, you go pluck them. Oh, right? and you crush above the stalk but below the silt <laughs> That's yeah, exactly right. My goodness, it's, uh, it's so... Sometimes I hear a good one. Dude, talk about monsterism, right? I mean, this is, this is what it's all about. You are seeing monsters. Uh, they don't think of themselves as monsters, but they are monsters. And, and I suppose, uh, you know, like the, one of the famous lines that I, I liked very much from the movie, The Talented uh, Mr. Ripley, I think it was, um, when the Matt Damon character, Ripley, um, makes a, a very good point. He says, nobody wakes up and, and thinks that they're evil. No one says, how can I plan to do evil today? But they do it anyway. Hitler never thought of himself as an evil man. He thought he was, you know, in his own crazy way, thought he was doing some sort of great cleaning up for the world, ridding the world of undesirables. That's why
2: I mentioned cockroaches, because the standard <clears throat> description of Nazis is they adjusted the human being definition for Jews to yeah, yeah. cockroaches. it well, that just need to be eliminated. Well, that's what's, what you,
1: the, what's the big deal? That's what you have to do. And, and there's going to be much ado about these videos, as there should be, and I'm very pleased that that's, that's what's happening. I'm, I'm delighted that these women are being uh, a, you know, attacked, basically, and it's, but not necessarily just the women. It's Planned Parenthood itself, and for that matter, the entire pro-choice movement itself. Because like I just said in the very beginning of this segment of the podcast, um, you have to really turn a blind eye in order to, to be pro-choice. You 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 know that it involves the killing of babies? No no, the killing of fetuses? No no, um, the the termination of a pregnancy, right? You see how no, how no. a woman's choice. <laughs> that's right. right. See how it goes. Yes, from. it's a it's a uh, to to getting rid of some tissue, unwanted tissue in your womb. As it turns out, that's all, and that it's living tissue. Well, that's that's you know whatever you want. You know that's just a. Uh, so game of semantics, Mr. Lurie. No, you're the, you're the one gauging in the semantics game. That's what's happening. So this is how they play this game all the time. But as much discussion as there is about this, as much as brouhaha is there is about this, I'm saying to all of us, why are we surprised? Because let me just make a clear point to you. When you're in the used car business, guess what? You're also in the scrap metal business, right? You can't just you sell used cars. There's always that used car you, you just can't sell. And you know what? You sell it for scrap, don't you? Right? You don't keep in the lot, letting it rust away.
2: Oh, you, you, you cut sell it, it into
1: parts. That's Careful right. not to wreck mm-hmm. or crush That's right. certain parts. That's <laughs> well, all right. okay, so, so it's a used car business, and there are other businesses like this, right? When you're in the, in the waste management business, if you're a garbage collector and such, you're also in the business, to some extent, of recycling, seeing where, where you can use certain parts of the garbage. I mean, it's not as if just all garbage goes into the waste disposal and that's that. There are, there are, a subsc- there are peripheral industries that flow out from that, and you're in that business, whether you realize it or not. And the same thing is true for the abortion industry. When you're in the abortion industry, you are going to be in the business of the harvesting of organs industry. That's what's gonna happen, because that demand is all there. Do you like my analogy, Ari? Right. I think you do.
2: By, by like, uh, did I visibly shudder? Yes.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's inevitable, right? I mean, yeah. that, that woke you. I saw it in your face. Like, oh my God, he's, he's right Yeah, he, This is inevitable, it has to happen this way Because, you know, it's Planned Parenthood It's supposed to be a not-for-profit organization um, You know, God, God forbid we should make this a, 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 a pro- for-profit organization, right? But the demand is there, right? These healthy hearts and lungs and, and everything else it's, it's there for the plucking well, You're going to throw it away anyway Give it to us and you know what? We'll pay you for this. The same way, in the the scrap cow industry, yeah. there's the
2: offal, the offcuts of meat, the bones, the that's organs. Right. It's not all filet mignon.
1: Right. There's a liver.
2: There's oh, a heart. there's some the of the it Yeah.
1: There's dog food. You know that that's the the lesser meat, as it were. Um, and and there's gelatin that you make from certain Huff. kinds of hoofs and and such from horses. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff They, they, they are extremely efficient And using Nature. every body part right. that's available to them Nature, as you say, abhors a vacuum yep. Something will go somewhere Right you, you, You're not just in the abortion business, my friends You're in the ancillary businesses That flow from it as well and, and here we are You are seeing the ancillary business Now, you can say, well, wait a minute There are laws against this, Mr. Lurie Mr. David, I gotta tell you, you know, it's, You're not allowed to sell Heart, um, or you know, Organs From fetuses or, any, or otherwise They're just not allowed to sell it Period So QED you know, Drop the microphone We're done here Thank you, have a nice day You guys lose on your argument Ari and, and Barack And uh, laws already there in place Not so fast Not so fast How is it that these women are talking about prices for the organs Are they willing to do something illegal As it turns out no, they're not doing anything illegal. At least according to their own mindset. They're doing indirectly what they cannot do directly. Why do I what do I mean by that? Because what, what it turns out is happening is that there people these private industries are not paying directly for the organs. What they're doing is they're allowing them they're paying for the right to be in the abortion facility during the time of all these abortions are happening. So they they, pay, they kind of rent some space, and they uh, you know it's, it's a nominal fee or actually a substantial fee, and then um, when uh, the baby is crushed from the top and from the bottom and preserving the lungs and the and the heart and the liver and so on, well then yeah they'll be happy to uh, receive it as a donation. Thank you very much. They're not being sold anything, and I put the word sold in quotes. Do you see how you get around that? Well, there
2: is one big problem though, Mr. The, those who want us to drop the microphone and go away. All right. There is a law that says you cannot alter the way you do an abortion procedure for any reason. So the fact that Nucatella and this other Nazi, you know, piece of garbage were even talking about altering the method they used for the DNC, the dilation and extraction, indicates that they were committing felonies.
1: Yeah. Uh, an
2: abortion has to be an abortion. There is no, well, we're going to alter it to preserve something.
1: Right. Look, uh, felony or otherwise, uh, I, I'm not a criminal law lawyer, so I, I really don't know. But I'm just saying that's how damning the tapes are. Oh, I, I, I agree. I think you can certainly make a case for it, but certainly they should all be fired. Certainly, you know, to their credit, one of the heads of Planned Parenthood came on the air and said, this is despicable, we apologize, this is not what we're all about. Um, we, do, we abhor this this concept, and we condemn her for, for saying what she did. They didn't whitewash it. They didn't say it was taken out of context. Um, and I respect that. Now, I, I, I despise what they do. But at least the one woman from Planned Parenthood, who is the true leader, understood that this had to be
2: stopped. No, Cecile Richard criticized the tone. She apologized for the tone of the person. She said the tone of the person, was, of, the, of the Dr. Khan tape, was unacceptable.
1: I think she said both the tone and the content. But let's, let's get past this.
2: Yeah, well, the issue is that yeah, they're profiting the issue. from this. The issue is that this is a, a charity that receives some of the highest funding from the private sector there is. Receives some of the most massive donations from publicly held companies, which is quasi public sector, there is, and receives 500 plus million dollars a year in taxpayer funding from the federal government, right. as well as a ton from different states. That, this is a gigantic conglomerate business in the business of baby murder. Right. Because if you make the argument that they exist to do mammograms and uh, provide contraceptive medicines,
1: well, women can
2: get that at Target and Walmart and
1: CVS. Okay, so so let me explain to you because it's, it's always worth looking into the mindset of people. It's, it's inevitable, not only from the standpoint of what we talked about, ancillary markets, right? Like the scrap metal market from the used car market and from the, um, the, 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 scrap, meat the scrap meat from what you said, and that's a good example, Ari. It's not just that. Think about the mentality of somebody who works in this business. The abortion business, like those women that you saw on tape To, to actually be a, an abortionist um, to, to be uh, even a staff In an abortion clinic There's no way you can have any moral qualms About uh, what you're doing Right, because uh, I mean, even if you believe it's okay to uh, abort a, a baby within the first 40 days or whatever And you're only, you're, you want to make sure that it's only the first 40 days and such, you would still have Queasiness about it So the only way you, you are actually Working there Is if you truly Understand and believe in your heart That these, these are not babies these are, these are truly just things It's a clump of tissue And you're helping these women get rid of This clump of tissue Parasitic clump of tissue. The, the Parasitic Right? They, they are uh, obstacles Think of it like a tumor you know, they, are, they are liberating these women Don't you know okay? That's what they're doing And that is uh, That's the only way you could possibly work in it Whether you're as a staff or as a doctor okay? but if, if you felt otherwise If you had any qualms whatsoever about it I think you would, wouldn't be working as, a, as an abortionist whatsoever Right, You would do something else in medicine orthodontistry, right, Uh, breast implants, uh, what do you call that, LASIK eye surgery, you would not be an abortionist. Why would you do that? Why? Unless you're a true believer. Or the money's really good. Well, that's another story. There's money that's good in other places. So now I'm getting there, what you just said. So now you have this mentality where it's just a clump of tissue, just like a tumor, needs to be removed, and then you say to yourself, hey, you know what? This is uh, just. I'm just harvesting this stuff. These these lungs and such. Why why waste? Why waste this? This could this could help uh, somebody else, you know. And and there's a lot of demand for this. Do you see how I'm saying that the mentality of such a person could easily get into this frame of mind where selling organs that's no big deal. I mean, you and I are shocked about this, but none of us should be shocked about it, because first of all, it's an ancillary market that's that has to happen. And then secondly, the attitude of these people, uh, they, they don't think whatsoever in the way that you and I think, that they're, they're monsters.
2: That's what I think is shocking, because we knew this was happening, but what was shocking is that it was brought into stark, full clarity focus yeah. with these videos, and we saw the faces. It was like seeing the faces, not of the Nazi death camp guard, but of the person operating the gas chamber.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the person or, who closed the door through the switch, or if, if you like, uh, not to contradict you, I think you're right. Um, but maybe even at a, at a higher level, where they they're meeting in, a, in, a, in one of those uh, you know nice castles in a in a resort mountain, and and there's there's candles in between uh, between them and a very long table, and they're talking about their great plans for exterminating these this undesirable race called the Jews and and other undesirables. You know, I put that in quotes. Um, and wouldn't it be nice if if we just had a, a high German culture and so on like that? That's what it's like. These these are the planners that we that we listen to in the video. Well, and and, 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 and and similar to the planners, they were making the plans in between sips of wine and bites
2: of food, souffles. Yeah, because we are normal people who are squeamish. I can't look at eyeballs getting gouged out while I enjoy a steak or something, right? We saw the movie together, uh, American Sniper, and there's a terrible torture scene, and I saw you hiding your eyes from that scene, because as someone who has a child, the age of the poor kid who was... In that that scene, yeah. I Mm -hmm. I I looked over you, and I understood why that would be something that you would not want to see, even in a a drama of Mm -hmm. it, not the actual thing. But this person, just so cavalierly, talking about this most inhumane, gruesome thing, and, oh, look! Well, give me some some Zinfandel and give me a bite of the, the grilled octopus. Here. Mm, this is delicious. Right. And the other thing is, it's also not just the death camp operator or the, the the gas chamber guard. This is a different level of Nazi, the ones who did medical experiments on live people. But this was the person who had the, the gloves on
1: using the, the scalpel. Right. I mean... Yeah, the, there's... The, there's... You know, when you when you start deciding that God's law is irrelevant, um, I, I doubt that any of these abortionists have have any real faith of any kind. But I'm sure there are some people. Oh, maybe in government. <laughs> well, right. you, you know, I'm talking about yeah. you know, actual faith. I doubt that they, they they may actually belong to a church here and there, but the the, the faith is very suspicious, suspect, rather I should say. When you start. You know, thinking that you're above this or that's quaint or antiquated. Uh, likewise, by the way, with same-sex marriage, um, that that anybody who thinks otherwise, well, that's just you know, never mind. That's contrary to the Bible's teachings. Um, then forget about it. Um, and that's a problem. That is really a problem, and we're seeing it, and it only leads to very bad results. In in the case of of abortion, we 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 learn to monstrous results. In the case case of same-sex marriage, it 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 comes to the 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 erosion of our whole civilization. There's there are reasons why God expects this of us. And when God, I mean, it it, I think I think any abortionist would know if he actually were to know that there is a God and a a Judeo-Christian God. And if you were to ask God, what does he want vis-a-vis the abortion issue? Do you think that God would say to you, I'm okay with you killing babies? Uh, of course not. It would never happen this way. Of course not. And yet they do it. So anyway, I, I, the inevitability of this is what we're talking about, right? This, is, this has to be happening. And once you open the doors you are opening the doors to so much more than you think. It's, it's happening in the same grotesque way that we, we talk about these horrible, horrific things that are going on with ISIS and otherwise. It's, it's the wincing factor, like you just described about my wincing during that horrible scene in American Sniper, a great movie by the way, but that scene was very disturbing and very tough to watch.
2: To, and it exists to demonstrate the evil of what we were fighting against. Right,
1: uh, of course, yeah. It wasn't just to be, just, it wasn't just because, for fun. But the wincing factor is there. And, it, and if you are pro-choice, then I think what you need to do is go to an abortion facility. And you need to see abortions being performed. And uh, you need to see the remnants of those abortions.
2: And you need to see it on an ultrasound and you need to see the child in the womb who can feel pain struggling as they're rendered piece by piece by those diabolical tools. Yeah. Because you are the same people who would not be able to watch a dog getting run over.
1: Good point. Good point. They, yeah. They're when
2: very... you hear a dog screaming after it was run over, yeah. that's one of the most heart-rending sounds. And these babies cannot make that sound, but they struggle. You know, if you, you kill a fish in a fish tank, it struggles. Yeah. And when you see a human being struggling like that, you will realize the error of your philosophical yeah. ways.
1: Oh, many of my vegan, uh, I wouldn't say friends, but my, my vegan uh, acquaintances, shall we say, and certainly a lot of them on Facebook, um, not, not unsurprisingly, a lot of them are liberal. Not all of them. I would say uh, like 60% of them are liberal. Surprisingly, like 40% are conservative, but the majority are, are liberal. And uh, they'll, be, they'll be exactly like you just described. They will bend over backwards to protect an ant. But they're all for abortion. Bizarre. Totally bizarre to me.
2: That's because that the, the propaganda out of the abortion industry lobby political so movement strong, yeah. has censored yeah. abortion. Yeah. They've censored it. Yeah. there's a movie the called, cle- They've cleansed it. Right. There's a movie called Lake of Fire that came out about eight years ago that shows... What happens, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to watch that movie because it's something too horrible for me to imagine. But if my liberal friend says, "Say, well, you're a hypocrite for doing," it, well, I don't need to watch it. I know I can ideate and and picture what happens, yeah. and I'm against it. Right. I don't need convincing.
1: No, but but and our point is, if you're for it, you need to you need to watch it because and and I will explain the wince factor. Because you need to understand, if you are for this, you need to understand what you're actually sub- supporting, okay? And you're supporting in the same way that you find it despicable what ISIS is doing, and you're absolutely right to find that despicable. Why do you think it's so so okay to do what you're doing to even the most innocent, the most helpless of living beings? And and they can argue all day long that it's not the living being in the same sense that that uh, a newborn baby is But we know that that argument is garbage We know it Because why Why is a baby less of a baby Just because he's in the womb Or less of a baby because the, the mother decides that he's a baby As opposed to a fetus Or a clump of tissue Why is a baby less of a baby Just because he's wanted versus unwanted By the particular parent That is housing him it, These are obvious issues But I, I'm, I'm Fascinated by the ancillary markets issue and why any of us are surprised. But when I saw those tapes and RU saw those tapes, we decided there's something odd about this. This is Barack Lurie. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk with you next week.